Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime. It's Wicked A! The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBear here, and we are back, back, back again for the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Start your engines. All-Stars 5. I am joined by that melodious singing voice you just heard, Eric. Hello. And by Brian. Hello. The seventh place uh, team from the RuPaul's Drag Race online trivia last week. But we were like tied for third, sort of. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very long tie for third place. uh, But technically, I guess, where we fell in the tiebreaker question put us in seventh place. Uh. But we did well. We did well. I edited almost all of that. I think there's one mention of it. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to do both. That was a nightmare, and I was just the whole time like, oh god, how are you going to... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that for the most part when we were doing the trivia stuff, we just kind of stopped talking about Drag Race. Because if we tried to do both intermingled, it would have been a nightmare. But we uh, we had fun with it. We talked about the uh sixth and seventh episodes i believe it was right this is episode eight is the finale that we're about to talk about yes that's correct and uh yeah so we went from our top four all-stars 
down to our top three, and we said goodbye to Blair, St. Clair, and I believe rightfully so. I don't think anybody was upset by that choice. At least I hope well, Blair not. was. <laughs> well, Blair still had more to show. I mean, <laughs> in the next 12 or 16 episodes of this eight-episode season, she was ready. She was down to show you what she still had in her. She certainly improved from episode 7 to episode 8. <laughs> I mean, she was picking up that choreography like nobody's business on the side. Oh my god. She was ready to step in. She was like, put me in, coach. <laughs> oh wait, somebody got hurt? I'm the <laughs> I'm the alternate. I'm in. Have you ever seen Camp? The movie I have Camp? not. No. Oh. There's an excellent part. This is when Anna Kendrick was very young. And she was an understudy for a role. And basically poisoned the girl who was playing the lead, who threw up on stage, and she was just like, get out the way, I'm taking over. So it's like Showgirls, but with camp. Yes, because it's a musical theater summer camp. I wanted to see uh, some kind of marble action getting ha- happening, you know? Tripping, uh, I don't know, cracker with the marbles, and then she jumps up, takes the role. <laughs> I would have loved had they done something where, like, at the end of the rehearsal that they showed us, you just see Blair, like, just over her shoulder, just throw some marbles or something. Like, All right, we'll see how this goes tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it would have been amazing. So the queens enter the workroom after Blair's elimination and chat about the fact that they there is now a 33 and a third percent chance for one of for one of them to walk away with the crown and a 66 and two-thirds percent chance that they're gonna sashay away and they uh do the fun who wants it the most and they all you know if 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 you make it to that point really what's the point in saying that shit if if you get to top three and you're like you know what i mean this was fun but i don't really need to win I'm pretty sure the rest of the girls would just come back in and throw you off the stage. I just feel like they, when they, you remember back, well, when they did this with Drag Race, they had the picture of them when they were little, and she's like, what would you say to little so-and-so? Like, that's a sort of earnest moment, and it makes sense that they get emotional. Uh, That's that's how RuPaul gets the tears that keep her young. That's right. Cry for me, bitches, cry. Get her days. Emmy nomination. (laughs) She converts that into Tic Tacs that she then serves back to the girls, which is kind of gross. But no, the uh, the thing they do for this uh, not as not as affecting, and yet they all cry. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 earnest and yet manipulative all at the same time to do the talk to your younger self. And it's been a little bit, although I think season twelve did it, didn't they? Do it through Zoom? Didn't they like have a picture of? Young yeah. Jada and Young Gigi and Young yeah, it was, Crystal. It was part of their. It was part of their one-on-one Zoom with Rue. That's right. That's right. Um, oh, where she was yeah, like the it, eyeball. Yes. God, it feels oh like that God. was months ago. Remember, sixty years ago when we were watching the Zoom finale of <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. That was like the quarantine, like in twenty in nineteen eighteen, right? That's how long it's uh, been. Oh my lord, I, that really does feel like an entire lifetime. I feel like we're in a whole different pandemic right now. I mean, partially because we are, because for like maybe a couple of months, people were okay with being uh, good about this. 
And then people got tired of it and said, um, oh, this isn't real anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Those are much simpler days 40 years ago in February. <laughs> Let's cut to the next day when a giant glory hole is erected in the workroom for some reason. Um, I, I feel like it was so prescient to have that there especially after um, the New York <laughs> State Department of Health yeah. issued their <laughs> their uh, risk assessment for uh, sexual relations in the, the, uh, the year of the Rona and how to make it kinky and use a glory hole. Uh, I, I feel like Rue knew what was coming. Maybe RuPaul is the one that unleashed COVID in the U.S. Oh, God. That's possible. <laughs> I think she's That's- Pandora. She opened the box. Oh my god. I was at Pandora Box? <laughs> they don't look anything alike. Uh, but maybe that's why RuPaul like, erased herself from social media. Maybe somebody was onto her. I mean, this conspiracy theory is just as valid as any of the other bullshit that's being spread on, on social media, especially today as we're recording this. I think RuPaul is a time traveler. She came back in time to capture and, and ride the wave that is drag and cast herself as the, uh, you know, the mother of all after seeing, like, I don't know, Lady Bunny do it the first time in her, in her, in her history. I want to write a Methuselah? little... Methuselah? Yeah, Methuselah. <laughs> I'm going to write a fanfic about this, I feel like. <laughs> I think I, I think people would uh, I think people would enjoy. So the glory hole is in the workroom. All of the eliminated queens scurry in and run behind it, um, including India in her eggplant uh, uh, jumper onesie. Oh my god, what are those things? Romper, romper. Yeah. How did I forget that? Uh, <laughs> you don't remember the summer of rompims? I do. That's what caused I coronavirus. Do. Oh. <laughs> Um, that causes a lot of yeast infections, I'm sure. <laughs> so they go and hide, and uh, I feel like production told Juju, Cracker, and Shay to not be as animated going into the workroom, because they entered it almost like knowing that something was not right. Did you notice that? That they didn't have that same, like, it's a new day, it's our last day. They were just kind of like, alright, it's the last day in the workroom. Why is there a giant glory hole in here? Yeah, there was probably some weird prompt or something that sets the stage. But, okay, so when you saw the glory hole thing, didn't it remind you of the mirror that they did? Like, what was it, Ginger's All-Star season? The two-way mirror? All-Stars 2? Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. No, so uh, why didn't they it, just do that again? That was so much more effective when they would just look into the mirror and then, you know, they revealed everybody. Well, that was because it was their revenge. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The, this, the, the hole reminded me of picking puppets. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought uh, Rue or Michelle or somebody was going to come in and be like, we're going we're gonna to do a little puppet challenge and read the, like the, behind, in the puppet hole. Or... Like you'll get one of the eliminated queen's puppets and you'll have to read them. Yes, that is what I thought it was going to be. And then as soon as the first one reached in, like they would grab them. Yeah. <laughs> like I totally thought that would have been a much funnier way to do it. 
instead of them like being prompted to talk shit about the eliminated queens and then have Why the eliminated you a producer pat i listen because i would have been like this is stupid why aren't you having them do this and then i would get fired pat also has a soul whereas the producers <laughs> largely don't they were I mean, they relinquish I... it to rue when they sign up i would totally do it y'all gonna pay me daddy needs a job <laughs> i have no problem I will quarantine and then be uh, in a bubble of production. Is that how they're filming right now? Um, I They're not filming any drag race right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Uh, Luke and I had a conversation about this. I think it's still too costly. But if what um, Willem has talked about on Race Chaser is true, any of the sponsors all have to pay in $100,000. You have to to be a sponsor on the show. You have to uh, pay the prize money for the girls, and that's why they've had all this money to give out for lip syncs and uh, all of this stuff. Because, and that's why we've seen less of like the the sponsors. I think it's just been like that's how they're making most of that money in for the show itself, like the actual prizes, huh. and then selling advertising for you know to make money for the the network. Um, so if you see like five different sponsors throughout the season that's five hundred thousand dollars that how to get paid into the show and that's why we're seeing ten thousand dollar tips that's why in season 12 um they were giving away it was like twenty five hundred for the mini challenges and then five grand for the main challenges and stuff like that we were seeing we were seeing a lot more money go versus prizes from these places plus from what i've learned from listening to race chaser some of these girls have not ever received their prizes from these companies. Oh, of course. That's true. You mean Chuck and Al Travel didn't give them all their... Uh... <laughs> Al and Chuck dot travel. Rest in peace, Chuck. Yeah. It's just Al yeah, it's dot just travel Al, now. Think, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Chuck oh, die, though? Fierce Drag Jewels. I think so, did yeah. He? Oh, shit. I don't remember. Fierce Drag Jewels. Oh, they're still they're still a sponsor because they, they made the crown yeah. and scepter. Yeah. Uh, boobsforqueens.com sequinqueen.com they're still around though <laughs> but yeah they've talked about it like I know Sharon didn't get a couple of her prizes from her season and, and whatnot. so I think it's just easier to be like here's $2,500 and we'll mention this plus then we get shit like uh, what is it Pretty Kitty I think is the name of the litter that was was that we... actual litter or yeah. was that just oh, oh yeah somebody in this building actually ordered it orders it and there was a box that said Pretty Kitty. And I was like, oh my god, it's the color-changing <laughs> kitty litter. It's crazy. Um, so, as they're talking shit, of course, the queens start giggling and giving those faces. Uh, the TV faces. And making all those those mean mugs at the camera. Like, oh, she said that about me? And then they send Juju over. Or did they, send, they send Juju, right? Not Cracker? But then they just kind of all ran out from behind the screen. Like, yeah, nothing got stuck in the glory hole. Oh, I do love the fact that they were like, it looks like a glory hole for a very tall man. <laughs> <laughs> or just the right size for Angina to stand up. Oh, Angina should have put her head in the, <laughs> the glory hole. Didn't one of them do something with their their mouth at one point? They cut over and someone had their yeah. Mouth. I think I think Angina like stuck her mouth up to it or something. <laughs> because <laughs> she's basically at the right size so it worked for her <laughs> so i love the fact that they did this they were like how can we 
bring all these queens back and do a reunion episode without doing a reunion episode. And this was how they did it. Because they, as they're, they're chatting and kikiing, uh, then RuPaul comes in and says that he does not want them to go away with unresolved issues. So they're going to chat. And we get to talk about the drama, Mama. What did y'all think about India and Derek finally burying the hatchet in each other's backs? Yeah, I was to say, you mean when they didn't? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like India kind of gave a half apology, and then Derek just kind of said, "Thank you for apologizing." Never said, "I accept your apology. Let's be friends now." <laughs> Thank you for half apologizing, <laughs> and not necessarily meaning it. But all right. <laughs> Uh, and then the other drama of the season, and I was so happy, as was Bob the Drag Queen, when the India Farah and Alexis Mateo drama was brought up to the group, and we finally had it cleared up that there was no campaigning, and even as English as her second language, Alexis knows the definition of campaigning that apparently India Farah does not know. Because all of that conversation was done after the voting, and nobody went up to anybody and said, you should vote for this person. But, did y'all notice something? We have watched these seasons in a specific order. However, they were filmed in the opposite order. All Stars 5 was filmed before season 12. And did you realize that Apollo Lie was used in both seasons? Yes. Wait, wait, what's that? Who? Apo- Apollo Lie. What's that? Widow- I don't remember it in 12. Widow Von Do. What's up? Widow. Oh. That's when we got the definition. They like did the little definition on the screen because she said that. I forget who. Um, who is she talking about in season 12? Oh, she was, she was talking about uh, Britta after Britta had eliminated um, Aiden. Aiden. Oh, that's like, right. I miss you, Aiden. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And she said that she apologized. And then uh, when India was apologizing, quote unquote, to Alexis, then uh, in her confessional, Alexis said that she was apologizing. And I was like, oh, how did this, like, how was this a, a common phrase that ends up being used in like two confessionals in two back-to-back seasons that were filmed like within months of each other stop trying to make fetch happen <laughs> i think this fetch should happen i like apollo lie i thought you were talking about the uh blatant reuse of one of the props the uh the little beauty station with the hollow uh, or the uh, the mirror yeah the makeup mirror like seriously did they get like three things out of that one prop it looks like all of that stuff was there for three different uh, uh, series filmings because they were all filmed. I feel like um, I feel like there was a uh, close to maybe 12, 10 or twelve week block where they filmed All Stars Five, then Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and then Season Twelve. Because you see certain things in the background or in the untucked area. Um, the queer leader tryouts banner was in the background of all of season 12. 
but never used for that season, but it was in Secret Celebrity Drag Race. The makeup mirror was in All-Stars 5 and in Season 12 in the final challenge. Like, yeah, there's all of these different, like, bits and pieces that, listen, they are crafty and trying to save a buck. Yeah. And they will reuse glittery products as many times as they can. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I guess it's just uh, when you notice it, you're like, oh, huh, that's that's already been, oh. I don't know, it takes a little bit of the magic away. I don't know. But it makes yeah. sense. No, for sure. And I mean, maybe it's just because I've worked at the Parliament House oh, and God. they give you like, <laughs> they give you $20 to, for decorations for the entire like five years. Or you can so... go in the costume closet and find one of the random shits back there. And then they they build something and then uh, repurpose it for like fourteen different events. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So uh, honestly, I it was like so weird, like that the some of the drama that they tried to rehash and without a moderator to like play it up, it just kind of felt like any random episode. It didn't seem like there was a heightened feel to the uh, the drama. Like at the reunions, you know that Rue is always trying to poke. Rue was like, I'm going to I'm gonna get you to talk about this stuff. I'm going to try to get, you know, make it seem worse than it really is. And they are also told that the queens that were eliminated will be part of the routine for the song slash music video uh, that they will be writing and recording verses to. It's RuPaul's new song. Clap back. Clap back. I don't, I don't know words. I like your version better than their version, I think. <laughs> I actually, I don't mind the chorus. I listened to it like four times the other day because I wanted to actually get the words for the girls' verses. And I was going to say, I understood more words in your little snippet <laughs> there than I did the entire clapback music video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second because... <laughs> There is they a... didn't. One of their Emmy nominations was not for sound editing. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh. <laughs> that sound engineer was fired <laughs> immediately after that episode aired. <laughs> they said, "Sir, you can pick up your paycheck <laughs> when we are not under lockdown." Thank you. So let's uh, skip into the Tic Tac lunches. Because the Tic Tac lunch is revived for this season. I think it's because of Juju. I feel like Juju is the only person involved that actually remembers Tic Tac lunches from uh, their season. I think yeah. that... I feel like that stopped. Because Cracker didn't make it to the finale, so she definitely wouldn't have had one. Nope. And I think yeah, it's... Yeah, because the... they, have, they haven't done it on the whole... Um... Uh, podcast recordings yeah which started i believe with all stars 2 so and that was probably what that was after season seven or eight and well an eight was the last one that did the music video and didn't have a lip sync for the crown so i feel like eight might have been the last one that had a a tic-tac lunch with rue which means that yeah uh cracker even if cracker had made it to the end uh, she wouldn't have had it, and Shay didn't have it. But they did mix it with the podcast recording, so they get to be guests on What's the Tea? with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. 
I never noticed what? before. What are the name of those things on the microphone, the little squares that you got for Flame On? Oh, goodness. Yeah, um, those things. It, it's where you put your branding for your microphone when you're doing interviews um, or whatever. I noticed, I, I don't know why I'd never noticed this before. I'm sure it's not new. Uh, Rue's face is huge. And then Itty Bitty Michelle. Oh, that's the album art for the uh, or for their podcast. Yeah, it's 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 Rue in the foreground, and then Michelle in the background. Near, far, mm-hmm. near. Anyway. I mean, they're, they're already like an insane height difference because I think I I have to find it um, in my camera roll, but at Dragon they have a cardboard cutout that is a life size Michelle and Rue. With the faces cut out, so you can go into, and there's a little like step stool behind Ruse, and then Michelle is <laughs> tiny next to her. <laughs> but you know, I mean, Ruse got to have a uh, first billing, and you know, the the focus on her, and then Michelle Visage is you know just riding that coattail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, were there any any things of note from? The podcasts that you guys remember from any any of the three girls. I mean, we don't need to sit here and go through each and every one of their uh, their life stories on the podcast. But were there things that stuck out to you? I mean, I don't think anything was said on the podcast, or at least in the cut that we saw, that the girls hadn't kind of said to themselves either in confessionals or like when they've been talking on the couch like save me because i have so much more to show i'm I'm so much more realized i really care this time i really want to be here i really really want to be here i think my biggest thing was uh and we've talked about this before the the odd and amazing way that drag race has been normalizing um talking about addiction and help getting help whether it's through like uh aa and the fact that shay was talking about her interceptor and going and getting uh professional mental help and um you know naming her interceptor shanae and trying to like make sure that that's not what is what's driving her and or or bringing her down anymore so Again, I do really want to give a, a huge shout out to the production team for keeping these storylines in and making these things a part of the show. Um, because, you know, those things can just easily go by the wayside. There's no real nobody is. It's not sensationalized enough that it'd be like, oh, let's everybody would be talking about it, I think is what I'm trying to say, where it's nice to see them talking about, you know, yeah, I had a really hard time between everything that was going on before filming and then, you know, losing that season and just all that. So I needed to go get, you know, therapy and and to make that a bit more normalized is definitely a great thing to see, um, especially in the world of reality television. So I think out of all of them, that was my biggest thing. And then Juju, uh, when she got offered the Tic Tacs and she's like, uh, those are 10 years old. Save them for the other girls. (laughs) That was that. That to me, that tickled me. Pink. That tickled your pink. It, oh, oh. Pink, like the inside of your, maybe. 
Uh, anywho, a little Janelle Monet <laughs> foreshadowing going in through the rest of this episode. So after we podcast with RuPaul and Michelle Visage, we get to see them working with Todrick Hall on the choreography for Clap Back. Clap Back. Clap Back. Clap Back. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know about you all, but I'm in it. There's a bit of me that is really kind of getting frustrated with, oh, we perceive you to be this immense dancer or talented in this. So we are going to give you the stuff that is 50 times harder. And then cracker, you get to go sit down or just do like the hand jive. Um, Like I get that cracker maybe isn't the best dancer, but at least like make it seem like it's not just giving them a freebie. I get that they want it to look stellar, but at the same time, like I I'm, I can't. I don't feel like you can grade them the same when one person's choreography is like fourteen hundred times more difficult and more complex than somebody else's. That's true, but also you want it to look good. So, you, if somebody's more talented, you're gonna give them more to do. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, if they if I don't want to say dumb it down, but if you if you didn't make Shay have to do like an insane amount of stuff, she would still she would nail it even harder, and it would look even better because even if they're all at the same level and it's a little bit more calm for like Cracker and Juju who aren't big dancers, like you would still I, I don't know maybe they just didn't want her to shine too much. Although that didn't matter because. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, but... I feel like uh, it's, there, a, it's a sliding scale, though. I mean, because, like, in most productions, I think that's going to be the idea, is you're not going to give the weaker dancers, you know, more. I think they'll make it work and what looks good, but I also don't trust the edit, and so even though I know that Shea got harder choreography, I don't know that earlier in their dev- their process, they didn't start more aggressively trying to give everybody good stuff, and then they dialed it back. I mean, there's just so much we don't see, you know? yeah. So. Oh, and I mean, they, they have a lot more rehearsal time. You know, they make it look like, oh, they've got this short rehearsal. And that's just what they show, uh, you know, what they film for the episode. But then after they all leave the runway, they come back and they've got, you know, another six hours of rehearsal or whatnot with uh, with Todrick and all that on the, the stage. And then, you know, then it's up to, up to them to practice on their own. But. Yeah, it, it's we're only seeing obviously a, a tiny snippet of what is actually happening, but I I, I don't I, I don't know I'm just it seems like there is, and I know it's a competition, but I, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of like if you want to have a set criteria for people or if you want to have a criteria of what you're looking for, how are you going to give somebody like level two or three difficulty? And then give somebody a level eight, nine, you know, nine and a half level difficulty and then grade them the same. Like, you know, grade them in that same space. But they've been doing that stuff 
forever. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think after 17 seasons of Drag Race, I'm kind of at the point where, like, Brian's tired of the, the production and, and the edit. I'm tired of the, the sliding scale of difficulty and trying to trip up bitches. Uh, it didn't work, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like, though, no matter what the sliding scale is, the judges take that into account. So even if that's not to say that, like, Cracker, Jujubee, spoilers, you know, I think we're spoiling at this point, uh, <laughs> that, like, they could have won still, but, like, they would have had to do something so much better than just their dance performance, you know, in, in other areas to compensate for Shay's, like, really spectacular performance, you know? Yeah. That's enough of talking <laughs> about the dance rehearsal. Um... I was kind of disappointed that we never got any of them recording clips, recording vocals at all. That's happened a I few times now where they just, they only show one or the other. Well, yeah. they they sometimes will show like little bits, but I think they kind of wanted to almost keep this a little bit more under wraps as far as like the, the lyrics themselves. Like in rewatching All Stars 2, um, you only got to see like a line or two of each person's um vocals from it and i feel like because they for the most part uh these songs have kind of taken off as being like little like gay jams after the season that they they kind of wanted to like keep the surprise factor um they didn't need to because spoiler alert not a great song i'm so disappointed that i can't go out to the clubs and dance to clap back right now (laughs) Uh, and listen, I'm I, I'm hating on it a little bit, but <laughs> it, it's actually almost kind of a guilty pleasure uh, because it's not like it's not that it's a horrible song. It's not memorable, um, but it's got a cute message to it. Like, I, I kind of enjoy that. Um, I, de- I definitely like it better than uh, Super Queen from last season, which as much as I love Monet and I loved her um, Dora Milaje look for the video, and as much as I loved seeing uh, Chad and Alaska and Trixie playing uh, fake backing instruments, I don't remember a single word from that song aside from She's a Super Queen, which is not to be confused with She's a Fracking Queen. Same song, different lyrics. But this, like, I mean, I, 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 maybe I like the girls better in this top three than I did of the top four of All Stars 4. I think on a lot of these songs, it depends on who the performers are. Because, like, American, I don't give a crap about that song. I can't remember any of it. Turning looks stunting pretty. I'm the bitch from New York City. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know that was Aquarius, right? But, um. Bonjour! Yeah. It's me. Sorry. I, I, I'm not a big fan of American either. But for some, some reason, I love that line. And that's. <laughs> it just sticks with me. That and then Asia talked about killing butterflies. No. 
no, she didn't. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you're you're absolutely right, Eric, because, I mean, I dare you to go into a queer space and not uh, start up Reggie wrote you and not have half a dozen plus people being able to do all the words from it. Um, Kitty Girl. I mean, for Christ's sakes, uh, whenever Trixie performs Kitty Girl at DragCon, she sings Kennedy's part. She sings. She sings. She sings. <laughs> she sings. She sings. She shows by the she short. <laughs> she sings Shangela's part. And then I think she sings her part. And then she brings somebody up to have them do BB's part. And she's like, who out there knows BB's part? And there's always some, there's always some like introverted, like queer kid that's out there. And it's like, I do. And then she brings them up and then they forget all the words. Uh, (laughs) Face, face. I give face. No, this is not, uh, was it cover girl? No. Is it? I don't know. Uh, yes, cover girl. Because then don't be jealous of my boogie with season two. Yes, cover girl was that. Face, face, face. I give face. Beauty face. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fiercest of them all? Face, face, face. Body and all. Another day, another sleigh. Meow, meow, savage beauty. Stepping out on the machine, get fierce. Stay ready. The OG's back for another crown. I never get called on to do that part. So I had to do it here. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, you know, those songs, no matter what you think of, like, the quality content of them, they, they stick with you. You know lyrics. Super Queen and Clap Back, like, it's really difficult to... And in reading the reading along with the words for like Shay's part, I love Shay's verse, but I can't remember it to save my life. So maybe it would have been nice to see them doing some recording, but there was also probably no like crazy bad outtakes because that's a lot of times when they they they'll show stuff like that is to show the uh, the progression of the vocals or or the lyrics themselves. I think through all of this, what you're really saying is you want to bring back Lucian. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lucian Piani and his uh, racist tweets and dick pics on Twitter. Yes. I mean, I think coronavirus has cured him of his crazy. I'm sure he's vastly improved. Has anybody checked on him and make sure he doesn't have coronavirus? <laughs> oh, I'm, that's just it's it's just sad. It's just sad. So much of old school drag races gone off the rails. Apparently Santino was tweeting some ridiculous bullshit as well recently. You see what happens when you uh, get ejected from RuPaul's stratosphere? What's Merle doing? Oh, uh, I, I think Merle is fine. Somebody, ch- <laughs> somebody check on Merle. She, she got out while the gun was good. <laughs> Right? They were like, bitch, you need to leave. Michelle Visage finally got out of her contract. <laughs> we bring it her in. So, Lucian Piani, uh, his last tweet was from 2015. Oh, Jesus. And I'm checking his other social media. I mean, he may have made other accounts, but like, you know. 
Oh, I think his Instagram is more recent, July 12th. So he's posting on Instagram. He seems like better. He's got Black Lives Matter. He's got stuff about wearing a mask. I mean... He's, well, I mean, we didn't necessarily say he was stupid, but... <laughs> he's thickening a little bit. He's uh, got the thickness. It's nice. Yeah. Check out Lucian Piani's uh, Instagram and see what he's been up to. Not much, it looks like. <laughs> Lots of quarantine. Oh. oh, well, I guess 2016, the end of 2016 was when all of the shit hit the fan for him, so... He probably deleted all of his uh, Twitter stuff from then back to 2015. Well, I'm glad to see that, you know, he's wearing a mask. At least he's doing something right. And considering racist tweets and whatnot were uh, part of his uh, downfall, I'm glad to see his Black Lives Matter support. That's that's evolution. So That's growth. <laughs> so we, uh, we sadly don't get to see uh, Blair St. Clair try to push one of the top three off of the stage during their rehearsal time. Although watching her pick uh, rehearse all the moves. I, I loved, I love the fact that that shady ass edit of like, let's look at Blair here. What is she doing? Like that was my favorite part of the dance rehearsal. Shady ass editing towards Blair you St. Know, Clair. You know, you know, when Lee Dawson gets there, there'll be secret plans. <laughs> Revenge on my mind. Which, the entire episode that Jane Krakowski was on, that was just repeating through my head over and over and over and over and over again. I can't wait. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That's phenomenal. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, that's... I, I definitely want to see that video when it, when uh, when he gets to it. Isn't he on, like, episode 5 of season 12 right oh, now? Oh, he's way he's back. In the year 25-25, when he <laughs> finally gets to it. Lee, just go back to, like, 5-minute videos. We don't need 27-minute <laughs> videos anymore. Oh that's fine. Oh, my God, really? They're way too long now. They are. Like, I, I appreciate... That's a lot of work that goes into it. But they definitely were at their peak um, when they were at, like, that 7-10 to 10 minute mark in the All-Stars 2 era. Era, era. And it's still my favorite, the one, uh, the Revenge of the Queens episode, uh, because when they come back in and Ginger spins and he plays Christmas music and makes her a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's still my favorite of the Lee Dawson episodes right there. <laughs> so we, uh, we get ready for the performance and it is the world debut of RuPaul's new single, Clapback, starring Jujubee, Ms. Cracker, and Shea Coulee. So let's first talk about Jujubee and her look. What did you guys think of her look for the performance of Clapback? Her hair and makeup looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Bob the Dry Queen. <laughs> See, this but, time I mean, around, I watched the Pit Stop, Eric, so <laughs> I I get where these references come from. But, but you, I mean, you're not wrong. It was a leotard. I I I agree. I agree. I, I mean, to pull that uh, Michelle, Michelle Visage um, 
screen grab that's going around. It's a piece of fabric. <laughs> True. True. Brian, what did you think of Jujubee's uh, performance look? Honestly, I don't even remember what it looked like. <laughs> I was sitting there, like, racking my brain, like, oh, crap. I know what, I know the looks for the runway, but uh, 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 I didn't study enough for this test. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't been just re yes. watching clapback video over and over again because you love it so much? I think it actually deletes memories as you watch it. That or it's COVID. I'm not sure which. It could be both. I don't know. Uh, whatever it was. Yeah, I remember a leotard. I remember it being like, eh, whatever. But I mean, for that performance, you don't want something that's too ornate in, in a way. So I, I'll give her a pass on that. Who was wearing ornatia? <laughs> well, last episode, that was she was wearing ornatia. Oh, come on, Vivacious. Which, by the way, if you're on Twitch, Vivacious has... Vivacious? Well, yeah, Vivacious. She has a Twitch stream, and she'll DJ. It's it's pretty great. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Come through. Mother has arrived. What's going on now that I'm seeing this uh, presented in front of me? This is very helpful. Thank you. Uh, what's going on with the crotch there? It looks like a uh, little lightness. Is that like the uh, panty line or is that like a tuck thing? What's going on? That is probably an undergarment that um, she's wearing over the tights, but under the bodysuit that peeked out a little bit. Yeah, a little peekaboo. That's all right. I don't hate the outfit, though. I really don't, um, other than just now noticing that, but... Uh... I definitely see the the contrast with at least like, you know, Cracker's uh, little debutante thing going on there. Maybe if the boots were kind of the same color and as sparkly as the leotard, it would have been a little more visually interesting. I think I could see that. I I don't like that. I like the contrast with the the dark tone, but yeah, I mean something a little more interesting than just black boots, maybe. Yeah, even if they were black boots that were stone. Yeah. So that way they were shimmery, but you had the black and purple. Um, but yeah, I mean, she looks gorgeous, though. I don't know if I've ever, like, I don't remember Jujube with hair this color before. Like, there's no vivid memories of Juju with hair like this. And I, I think it looks fantastic on her. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, so what do y'all think about a Cracker's look version 1.0? I like it because it changes midway through. So we'll talk about this real quick and then I'll I'll, I'll skip ahead to uh, where she does her reveal. Yeah, I really like it. I mean, it, in this shot right here, I like it. I get a little confused when she's with her backup dancers. And the reason is just that I wish she had had not the exact same thing that they're wearing, but even if the colors were swapped... They're, you know, the backup dancers are blue, and she's in pink. I see what you're saying, though. They... Right. But if, if she had also been in a waitress outfit, but she was wearing a pink waitress outfit. Well, I don't think I it's mean, a... I, I think it just looks like a waitress outfit. I just think it's supposed to be a house house dress. House, house kitchen. <laughs> well, the, Whatever it's an is. apron. Yeah. An, an apron. Yeah. Thank you. Well, no, no, no. I was thinking, like, I didn't want to say, like, house mom or uh, woman or in the kitchen. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, so I think it's just supposed to be like a almost like a fifties ish um, dress with mm-hmm. with that, but at the same time with having that um, the backup dancers having that almost almost like a a waffle cone, yeah, lace at the bottom. Yeah. Um, that does give me a lot of uh, it gives me waitress, yeah, the musical, yeah. So yeah. I I get that. I was not a fan of this part when she um uh, does the reveal Re- revealed because now you want to talk about a bodysuit error yeah <laughs> that's yeah. all this was with a giant titty bow that looked way disproportionate for the bodysuit mm-hmm. like had the whole thing come off and maybe had a smaller bow underneath it nope. that would have been cute because then it would have been more proportion it would have proportionized the whole <laughs> outfit better with a big poof skirt, like she had at the beginning, that bow being that big, like worked for me. Um, but I don't, I don't think that it looked as good with just the bodysuit and then what appears to be a smaller bow on her stomach. Maybe. And, and what I kind of didn't understand about the even doing the reveal is it seemed like the more complicated choreography. Well, no, I guess she needed the big skirt to do kind of the fake leg thing. Yeah, yeah. But but you almost think that you're going to do a reveal because she's going to start doing maybe some more crazy choreography that she wouldn't have been able to do in that big skirt. But no, yeah. there's nothing. There's there's a hand jive, and then there's the line where you, you bend over the butt in front of you, and that's about it. Yeah. So it, I didn't understand the purpose of the reveal. No, I, I get you, and I, I, I'm not. I, I don't think either look was bad. I'm just gonna say that I don't think either look was bad. I just don't. I didn't like the reveal look as much as I liked the whole like without like pre-reveal. Right. I also don't like the guys. I mean, uh, when they're little shorty shorts and high heels, yeah, and then the the apron. I just, meh, it, it's yeah, yeah, just the apron and the shorts and yeah. put them, give them a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> um, at least they have shoes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willem. <laughs> shoes. One thing, one one thing at a time, I guess. Choose cruise with shoes. So from Cracker. We then go to Slay Coulee, who I... I Came I, dressed for a music video. I fucking am living <laughs> for this look. Done. Uh, she's Shea Coulee. Look at the edges she snatched today. And look at how snatched her edges are in this green wig. Holy shit, I love this look. Something happened, though. I don't know. I, I remember this. The wig got weird. Like, there was something with her hair, and it looked odd at different shots. Like, maybe they took it from two different takes. Um, Which is possible, because they do two different takes. They This time around, they did not say it was being done in one take, like they have in years past. But they do their performance twice. Yeah, because, um, what was it? Kitty Girls, that was a one-take video. Yes, it was supposed but, but to they be, never. Yeah, they never said anything about this being a one-take shot. Yeah. 
I think I think what maybe you're seeing, Brian, is that the front part of her wig isn't fully green and the lighting makes it look weird. Almost like her could be. forehead is shiny. Like what's on our screen now, like right yeah. in this area kind of looks thin. So you see the edges and like this stuff here. Yeah. But then it doesn't. Yeah. And then the light just makes it look. It, it distracted me from the performance only a little bit. I mean, obviously still a great performance, but uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, yeah, other than that, this part, this part of the wig sometimes looks not green and it looks like her forehead grew. I think as I was watching it too, the uh, pattern of her fishnets, uh, so this came up. What did we talk about this? Uh, the Mora, a Moira, or Moray, Moray? No, you are thinking of Trixie Mattel's video when she talked about her All Stars right. three. Okay, yes, 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 that's yes. right. But I think and that's... this, and that'll come up again because um, Alexis Mateo. I thought about that oh, when Alexis yes. walked the runway. You're right. It so, wasn't her. Yeah. It was it was Alexis. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I I was stunned by this. Like I loved. I love the the sparkly. I love the black and white alternating patterns. I love that her her uh, her fishnet tighting tightings, her fishnet tights <laughs> throughout alternated um, in sections or you know the were alternate of of uh, the the color that was it was juxtaposed next to. Yeah, and I. I will just say this. I legit, legit gasped at this point right here in the video where they cartwheeled her off of one person and put her on another dude's shoulders. I was like, whoa! It was breathtaking and like, yeah, this is definitely one of those moments that people will be living for and replaying and studying and it was it was great. And then you get the introduction of all of the other girls into... <laughs> oh, so remember in All Stars 3 when BB... When all the Eliminated Queens came back and BB was like, they will be our backup dancers. It happened. It just took um, two more seasons to happen. <laughs> um, so let's do a quick little uh, chat about the fact that you couldn't hear the words that were being sung because as Eric pointed out, their sound engineer was shit for that, for that portion of it. Because if you go on a YouTube and you look up RuPaul's clapback, there is an audio version of the song where the sound editing is actually done right. And it sounds much better than what was actually performed on the show. So let's Yeah, say- I I tried I tried to watch the video with closed captioning and that didn't work well at all. Alright, listeners, if you've enjoyed this or any of the other content that Flame On provides for you, why not head over to flameonshow.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll be able to click on those chicklets and follow us on the platform of your choice. Flame On is listener funded entertainment, so if you would like to help support us in making these shows for you head on over to patreon.com forward slash flame on show where you can subscribe at any of the four levels that we offer. There's great content for you up there and more new content coming very soon. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash flame on show today. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So let's do a quick little rundown of their lyrics utilizing this handy dandy lyric video on YouTube. Girl, it's me, Jujube, your best friend, until you act whack. Fresh and sweet, I'm the queen. Come out your mouth and I'll attack. I try to keep it cute, but it's true. I'm the queen who will clap back. Is that the beginning of the chorus? No, no, we're still in her verse. Oh, okay. Bitches want to talk about me, alright. I got my girls with me tonight. And then we go into the chorus. So what do y'all think about Jujubee's lyrics? They started okay. Um, but then you get to the point where I even thought, oh, is she going into the chorus now? Because it just got so kind of generic songy, where... These songs, you're supposed to go for the kill. Like, say why you're supposed to get the crown. This is your, this is your campaign speech, basically. And I don't think she really did that. She was kind of going more for, I want to make a song. I want to make a cute song. Yeah, and I mean, like, this is kind of uh, the problem with Roxy's verse of Reggie Wrote You, because that was a reading song like that was almost like a reading challenge you're supposed to cut the other bitches down uh where kitty girl was the other way it was uplifting and positive and the same thing like it's you're exalting your virtues as opposed to knocking everybody else down clap back i mean in just it, it wasn't called a bitch track it wasn't called like you know anything like that but when it's when the song is called clap back i mean obviously you're talking about people are talking about you and you're, you know, rebutting them in a sassy and fierce way. And Juju B just for as vicious as she can be when she reads, Juju B is never like that super vicious bitchy queen. She's always right. sweet, and and I mean like the lyrics, like her lyrics said, she, you know, she's cute and sweet until you come out your mouth. Uh, but yeah, it it, it was interesting. Let's talk about crackers. Making haters eat it like a time for dinner. Mad because your man wants an all-stars winner. 
the chick you passed over is a chosen lady. She's on the track with Juju and Shady. And then she goes into RuPaul's Drag Race references. <laughs> huh? Where are the jokes? The joke is that you coming for my girls when you broke. To all the fans who love us, you're what we live for. See you on the Clapback World Tour. Thoughts on Cracker's lyrics? I love the reference to Caitlin, what's for dinner? I think that's yes. a reference. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what's for dinner is definitely a, a callback to uh, all of her YouTube I mean, stuff. And I mean, she's always saying it's a I'm, or like a woman or like you know that. So in this t- this time, she did lady instead of kind of woman. She had to use Shay's uh, nickname from the room challenge, where she was Shay D Arthur. Yeah. So, because in in making it rhyme with uh, with lady, you know, Juju and Shady, I just I I didn't love the end of it. Again, it was one of those that it started off cute and, and strong, um, and then she dabbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Shay Coulee. Better be careful how you talk to me. There's no mistaking that I'm the queen. Fall in line. You don't want me to come for you. Ask your homegirl, because she got dragged too. Chillin', hummin', better back down. Wonder, should you better sit down? Be the clapback heard across the world. Need a good readum, then I'm your girl. I think overall, she was the only one that, from start to finish, was like, sassy and clapping back. Yeah, her tone stayed the same throughout her entire verse. Like, yeah, and it was just solid lyrics overall. Yeah, she was definitely the standout verse. I wish that it was louder, <laughs> I guess is what I, I... I guess I want the sound engineering to be better when stuff like this happens so I can feel connected to it right away. Because when you have to go look up the lyrics because you can't really understand what's being sung, that takes me out of out of the... The fantasy. Yeah, especially since how they aren't performing it live, you know, like, there's really no reason for that, because the, f- the first time, obviously, you're not always going to get all the words the first time you see it, or hear it, but, you know, the first time Red You, Wrote You happened, you got most of the words. Um, not necessarily all of Katya saying her full name, but... Um, Yekterina. Sorry. What? <laughs> um, and Kitty Girl, kind of the same way. You got most of that the first time. There were at least parts that you could, you could instantly you could in- sing back. You could infer what was what was being said. You know, like popping out the box like I'm Shangela. You know, like there are little lines through Kitty Girl, through your puss down deep in your soul. Like, I mean, those are things that you instantly were like, "What? What am I feeling down in my soul?" Dear Kennedy, no one's feeling my puss. <laughs> but yeah, this definitely... The last two All-Stars have not had real impactful, like, this is something that I'm I'm going to want to... Um, I'm going to be wanting to sing all day, every day. No. All right, so after the performance, we take it to the runway. Runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. The last time y'all are gonna hear me say that for a while, so enjoy it. 
Somebody who's... except for except for all our Canada Drag Race recaps. Right? Oh God, no, no! <laughs> Eric, I think we're gonna have to do our own. Pat's not gonna come with us on this one. That's fine. Y'all can do your own version of the chop. Chop, 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 chop. 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 Can I host the chop from the chop, which doesn't exist anymore here? Oh, but yes, that would have been fantastic. Um, so I don't remember. If, I think All Stars Four might have done this as well. Duchess. But we get the eliminated queens walking the runway in the order in which they were eliminated. Starting with the one and only Ms. Derek Barry giving you Elsa Katoa-ish. Oh, Derek Barry. Oh, Derek Barry. How were you supposed to know? I will say, though, this is probably the best she's ever looked. At least on Drag Race. Yes. Yes. Like, as they say, and we'll say too, she doesn't look like Britney. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Jada and Bob kind of tore her apart for this look. And I don't understand why. I don't necessarily love the full hair and that crown. But I really like the dress. Yeah. I'm not necessarily a fan of um, those stocking gloves with the the nails attached to them, um, but because it, I, I, it just looked weird to me, like it doesn't look like skin, and I think that that destroys a little bit of the illusion for me. But honestly, it was the first time on a runway that I thought I didn't think. Oh, here's Derek Barry as Britney Spears on RuPaul's Drag Race. Also, right, because one of the things she said in that first episode, like when they were in the workroom deliberating or whatnot, she was like, well, no matter what I wear, people say, oh, that's Britney wearing a red dress, or oh, that's Britney doing this, or that's Britney looking like that. And to me, this looks like Derek Barry. This doesn't look like Brittany doing Elsa or whatever. Yeah. No, so and... I think it's very successful for Derek. Are there things I would change about this look? Sure. But I think she put together a very good drag outfit. Yeah. Yeah. For her. For her. Yeah. Also, if you want a really deep, disturbing rabbit hole to go down, look into what's happening with Britney Spears and her whole custody as far as her, like, what, ability to be an adult? Her, the conservatorship? Yeah, like, it has gone full-on bizarre down weird rabbit holes, and the TikTok people are pointing it out ad nauseum now, and it's it's a whole thing. It's it's uh, fascinating. Yeah, I heard that, the, I guess she released a video of her dancing recently, and people were saying that she looks just, she looks worn down and oh yeah defeated and all that and there was a custody court hearing and it was for to determine i guess her rights and she didn't show up but her the people who had her uh you know her guardianship whatever they did so it's just it's there's a lot of weird shit going on with Brittany. i was saying her dad her dad is actually her legal yeah conservator right now it's yeah it's very very odd. There was talk uh, that her son had made a comment on uh, like Instagram Live or whatnot, saying that she was never going to go back to doing music and all this. And 
it's it's sad because i mean we've seen her go through uh you know the 2007 portion of her life and when you a lot of times when you see celebrities go through this they tend to make a comeback i mean we saw mariah go through this in 2001 2002 i think it was when uh her mtv thing had happened after uh the 9-11 attacks and the glitter and all of that and um you know it took her a while but she has managed to come out the other side stronger and better and um her memoir um is coming out in september and if anybody would like to purchase that as an early birthday present for me please just let me know i'm just saying dear flame on fans i'm just letting you know that (laughs) uh next up on the runway and second eliminated queen was the one and only miss angina she was no longer stuck in traffic and made it down the runway wearing a shoe on her head. That was... Is it a shoe? No, it's an alligator eating an apple, I think. Oh. To show that the alligator is an asshole? Oh, you don't okay. watch... You don't... <laughs> you don't watch uh, Cinema Sins, huh? I know. Oh, because whenever, well, whenever... I mean, I know Cinema Sins, but I don't... I don't know that reference. Whenever uh, somebody in a movie is taking a bite of an apple, that's one of their uh, their sin cliches is uh, eating an apple to show that whoever is an asshole. Uh, gotcha. So that is from season one, her alligator fascinator. And then, uh, and then this newspaper print uh, dress. Which is poofy and makes it look like a sleeping bag wrapped around her. I was going to say, it looks like a duvet. It kind of looks like a newspaper version of the duvet that's on my bed. (laughs) It has the titty cups like that, too, because when I'm lying in bed, I like to be um, demure, and I I pull it up to my (laughs) chest just like that. It's it's the new version of the Snuggie. She's (laughs) got those titty cups. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what do you besides it looking like a sleeping bag? What do you uh, think of this outfit and her fisting gloves? I, I, I think it's a really nice look. Um, I just noticed that her shoes are like fire. There's these little these little oh uh, yeah, that's actually really cute. I like that. I love this. I think it's very angina. I. I wish I really wish we had seen more of this, like more of her on this season. But uh, I mean, this is fantastic. But great way to go out. If you follow her on Instagram, um, she was posting her looks for the other challenges, so you can see more of Angina. Oh, honey, I do indeed. Oh, honey. Next up is Mariah Paris Balenciaga, Ms. Mog for days. What do y'all think of Miss Mariah in this gown? I didn't love this. Great, it's a great gown. Beautiful gown. Beautiful gown. I mean, yeah, it's um, a good gown. I just, I, you know what I think? Maybe it's her, her wig and the paint and the gown together. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. You know what? To me, this is not a finale look. This is a. Uh, Okay, this is a middle of the season challenge. Yeah. Look. 
it it doesn't scream finale gown to me. Like she what was the she wore a gown on one of the earlier episodes that just looked amazing and I would have just reversed the two probably. Um I don't know if it's because there's no shoulders to this or what, but it does it loses something for me. The bottom is beautiful. Though with all the petals. I love this dress. I could maybe see it ta- being taken in, uh, being a little more cinched in the middle to give it a little bit more of an hourglass shape because it flares out at the bottom. It's got that, it's the mermaid style. Um, and maybe if it were a halter and just had these petals coming up the side as like an extra piece, not with these straps that are on the side. The only other thing that I didn't quite get is the pinkish purple in her makeup. Because it doesn't correlate to any other pinkish purple in this look. There's so much silver and the blue and like this turquoise aqua-ish color. Um, And in her jewelry, all matches. And uh, I just don't understand that necessarily. I like the hair. I can, Brian, I can see kind of where you're coming from with having like so much of just the the fresh fade on the side. I I don't know if I love it with this gown, but I love the hair. I love the pieces. The pieces. No, I, I agree with you. The pieces are good together. I don't think it works. Yeah, I, but I mean, honestly, this gown. The gown is amazing. Like, you're right. It, it's fucking You know what gorgeous. reminds me of Eric? Doesn't it look like a Final Fantasy villain or boss kind of something or other? Especially with that flowing... I don't know who I'm thinking of, but there's a Final Fantasy, I think, 14 <laughs> raid boss that has this look. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess you could put a little Shiva in A little in Shiva? It. A little taste of Shiva? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. You say Shiva, and I think Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, how's she getting four oh. arms in there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up in the Eliminated Queens runway is Mayhem Miller. Who would like to start with this? I think this is a great performance outfit. If you were doing the club on a Saturday night, you'd get lots of tips, I think. Um, good for dancing and moving. I mean, some fancy footwork. I mean, yeah, I mean, she looks good. Um, but again, I. This, to me, does not say finale runway. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. She looks fantastic. But if this... I I hope that this wouldn't have been her top three look if she was coming out as the top three contestant. And this was just like, hey, I want to look pretty and be comfortable at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's... That's my hope as to what her thought process was. Um, she looks beautiful, though. I love the necklace. Oh, they double two to that? Wow. I'm surprised. Next up is Jiggly Tidiente. <laughs> India Farah in her mostly nude see-through material um, with her t- nipples blurred out on vh1 
but in the fashion photo review uh, that we're watching, those nipples are exposed like it's 3 a.m. and you are drunk. <laughs> or maybe 11 o'clock on a Friday night in the Bear Den after watching Drag Race with me and your name is Eric. Um <laughs> Eric, just I don't take, know what you're talking about. Just take your shirt off, Eric. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh, I don't you miss those days, Eric? Where we would go, it would be like, let's go watch Drag Race. And then Addison Taylor would serve us up cocktails. And we'd be drunk by like 9. The show would end at 9.30. Those were the days. <laughs> and you knew what you were then. <laughs> Uh, so what do you guys think about India's final runway look? It reminds me of another look she did that had that same kind of nude illusion. The ones with the X on the titties, her, uh, going home dress. Yeah, but I like it. Her prom dress. I do like it. I just don't think it's like, it's so similar that I just, I don't know. I think the... I like the ostrich feathers on the bottom. I feel like you could have put them somewhere above the waist. I don't know if maybe the um, forearms, like up to maybe closer to the bicep area, just to balance it out a little. Um, I also don't like the way she's wearing her wig. Yeah, I hate the wig with with this. this dress. Yeah. I don't like the slick back. Because in this picture, it could be just boy hair, you know? You don't get any sort of thing with it. And it it wouldn't need to be pageant hair, like big, big hair. But if there was a little little pump and bump to it, that gave, that didn't make it look like, right now, the way that it is done, she looks like her body just goes into her head, goes into, like, the ether. She's very aerodynamic. (laughs) Well, with that many feathers, I mean, you want to be able to take off. Uh, There's so much around her neck that she has no neck. And then the earrings are so big and just kind of almost look like like cuffs. Like they're just covering it. So it all just looks like it's, I guess, to not be rude, but... It's almost like a penis head. So it's just like it's all there. It's the go, going back to Final Fantasy fourteen, of course, she looks like the Crystal Exarch. All she's missing are the cat ears and like the hood. <laughs> but I, I kind of think that this needs to be a thing now. I mean, if she was wearing cat ears and a hood, that would probably give her a little bit more volume on her on her head, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. would make this look better. So I'm not mad about it. I love the color. Um, the, the super jiggly titties were, were weird. Um, it, it made me have Giselle Barbie Royale flashbacks. <laughs> oh. And I was not expecting that. Um, oh, the beating is gorgeous though. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of work in this gown. Yeah. That I think is really well done. Um, but. So next up. Let's talk about optical illusions in your eyeballs. There we go. Ms. Alexis Mateo. Ms. Redeemed in uh, in the fact that she did not campaign. 
<laughs> her reputation is restored. Uh, what did y'all think about this look? It's great. It's so much... I. It feels like a more mature Alexis. Um, just with the black and white. And even her makeup and her hair feel... Muted sounds like a bad word, but I don't, it just doesn't feel as, and it doesn't need to be, but it, it doesn't feel like as color forward as a lot of the stuff that she typically wears. It's restrained. Mm -hmm. It's mature and restrained, restrained. It's not, um, it's not trying to be over the top pageant. Mm -hmm. Although this is a gorgeous dress for like a presentation category where, you know, it doesn't need to be over the top and flashy. I mean, it's stoned in all the right places. I I was floored when I saw her come out. I also was like, wow, my eyes are hurting me a little bit. <laughs> it's a test pattern. You're just like, oh, oh. Seriously. It, I was like, oh, well, kind of, my television works. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that she almost has a train on the side. As opposed to like behind her. It's kind of out to the side. I actually don't love this, and I don't know why, because I agree with everything you've said. I just, there's well, something. You are off this podcast. Gotta go by. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, there's something I don't like. My brain is rejecting it. That's what it is. It's a visceral rejection for some reason. But see, like, when she flows that on the side, I do like, I like more black. I think that's it. I need more of the dark coming through. And I also and- feel like the, the white sort of more silvery center on that one picture right there that you know, again, we're, we're using this reference, uh, uh, this video reference. Uh, it, 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 the colors look weird in that one shot, but when they're moving, they look fine. So I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, there are garments that certainly look better as they're moving. Well, but I mean, the, the way the color comes through like that shot, when she's just coming out, that works. The colors look like, they're correct to me but when she was at that one static shot it didn't look as uh, congruous or uh com- complimentary yeah, if you get if you get some of the black lining it helps to break up the stripes yeah. and the and the stripes going different directions which just kind of it assaults your eyes a little mm-hmm. bit um so i think what the issue is when we're looking at the static picture is that the way our brains are wired our brains are filling in some of the white with the purple because like you're saying that the, the, the center looks different. It looks purple to me, but that's because of the background. So we're looking at the split screen of her walking the runway versus the static picture on the left. There's no purple on the background from like, it's black and white more. So my brain isn't trying to fill in the color Yeah, with having the purple background all in here in these swirls in between the stones my brain is filling in a purple that's hue. That's it. That's exactly it. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's it's it's a trick of the brain with this because of black and white, because of how our, our brains process color. We're trying to fill in with the color um, reference that we have with it. Uh, but to your point, Eric, with like the uh, the train on the side, it's almost like she was carrying her coat. It's almost like a cape or a coat that is yeah. being held, and then when she she is able to t- like sweep the area with it 
it, it just it stunned me. I love this look because that tra- that part isn't it's connected at the from the waist up to her shoulder. So when she it moves, it's almost like a giant sleeve. Mm-hmm. It it just yeah. I was I I I'm just stunned. I honestly I love this look so much. But but I did agree with Raven that she could have lost the feathers down at the bottom. I I, I just they, noticed they that, and <laughs> I, I will agree with you. And since I'm not listening to Raven um, in the audio right now. I, I will definitely uh, agree with both of you and say that those feathers at the bottom um, didn't need to be there. So yeah. the final of the Eliminated Queens to Walk the Runway is Blair St. Clair in this, um, it looks to be a peach uh, tool-ish half gown and then um, grayscale from Game of Thrones on the rest of her body. It it almost looks a little like her body has crystallized <laughs> after, after a night, a of, night hook. of hooking, um, <laughs> but but then she kind of has this light pink toga almost on over her body. Um, I'll say, and this is just kind of a reference my brain is making more so than anything that's wrong with her. But because I watched this after, well, this probably would have been, what, the third episode of Canada with the hair runway and seeing Scarlet Bobo with her name spelled out in the hair, uh-huh. Bobo, that's all I can see with her oh, hair. Oh, no. I, I, I can see. Now that you say yeah. that, I, damn it. I mean, I mean <laughs> her hair crown is amazingly styled. And it is so successful, but my brain just yeah. is seeing Bobo. Scarlet Bobo and... casts quite a taint on uh, <laughs> a lot of things. Um, I love this, though. I think it looks... It's... Oh, God. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. It's the grayscale. She was infected. I still haven't finished it. Um, I saw season four Game of Thrones. I love this look, though. I really do. I, I feel like it's something so much more evolved. Like, this is Blair's final form. If she was a, a villain in, in a game where you would fight her multiple times, this is her final badass incarnation. Uh, I love this, this whole thing. And I think I think Raja said that this kind of has the same shape almost as her um, barbecue eleganza look. The shape she was going for with that look. Um, as far as the pink material, not the bodysuit under it. But... Um, it looks like this is obviously the better version of that dress. This was made yeah. for her, so it was crafted properly versus yes. her making it herself in a limited amount of time where she does not do that often. Right. And these shoes are much better than this whole whatever this was. <laughs> and she wasn't wearing a purple diaper, so... Oh, thank yes. God. <laughs> All right, let's get to the top three. Jujubee. I let out an audible gasp when she came out in this fucking outfit. And that train dragged behind her for like a day and a half. I'm pretty sure it is still dragging behind her <laughs> on the runway. But 
I I legit could have seen her win from this outfit alone. Yeah, this is fantastic. I yeah. don't think she could have done it. And and the still definitely doesn't the way it like aliases or doesn't alias it kind of it the moving picture the the moving pictures the video as <laughs> the they talkies. call it the talkies that that that's <laughs> yeah it does it it's so it was so amazing and I I'm I, I will be honest can I, I I'm this is gonna be an unpopular opinion I really was Team Juju and as much as I am fine with Shay winning because she obviously did a great job uh, this is really with this look. And even with the performance not being as amazing as it probably should have been, I was still really hoping she'd win, and I was sad she didn't. So. I, I, when I saw this runway, I would not. I would have been over the moon if Jujubee had won. I knew that it wasn't going to happen. Um, they played up Shay not winning season nine so much that I could not see them doing that again. But this runway made me sit there and go you know what this justifies her winning if she wins like i it was such an evolution of juju b um juju almost has that um fashion mom aesthetic she always has that um executive realness aesthetic yeah. uh even from what she wore into the workroom this time around again like it's that's juju b and this was such a different take. And then when she did her speech on the runway and talked about, um, you know, little Laotian kids out there that are only have the internet and this is what they're going to see. And being the person that she didn't have on television to look up to. And it, it just, I legit was shedding tears on my couch. And I don't normally cry over there. They're, they're sad stories, but it it legitimately floored me from from start to finish on this runway with Juju Bay. The only way I would have possibly improved it is like triple the length of the train, so you never would have seen the end of the train. Like <laughs> her walking the entire runway, and there's still more of it off to the side. Like it never got there. I would have loved that, but. <laughs> Everything about that look was right. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I that would have been a hysterical gag if it just never ended. That would have that would have Yeah. But it just stunning. Stunning. I would have given it a shoot. I don't know what these women are talking about. <laughs> Next up on the runway Russian Jewish pristine doll. Ms. Cracker. What did y'all think of Ms. Cracker's final runway? I guess I've just never encountered this Russian fashion. I didn't... I mean, until she told her story, I did not understand the reference at all. It kind of just looked like she was wearing a pink clamshell on her head, or it was some sort of Asian inspired look that i just didn't understand why she was wearing it and so it kind of threw me off i guess i see the russian influence in the way the white pearling kind of is it reminds me of a fabergé egg but the headpiece i agree is like 
something out of Star Wars. I was like, it's Princess uh, Padme Amidala Cracker. I don't know. Like it, but but I see the white and that that reminded me of her uh, her other look. She did the 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 what the hell is the things Fabergé? You know, it's 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 got that same like yeah. design. Anyway, uh, but I liked it. I mean, it's again, it's spectacular, even down to the shoes and the fringe. I mean, the whole thing is is pretty spectacularly uh, uh, ornate. So I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's a very interesting look. It's something much different for Cracker. Um, the headdress isn't my favorite, just because I don't think it flatters her face very well. Like, if it maybe had been a little bit more rounded here, so it wasn't her wig that was showing at the top corners. Um, and, you know, to, to modify it a little bit to make it drag here, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, era or period a hundred percent authentic to be able to do it and uh, maybe if it was taken in a little bit more it just seems very boxy in this in the center and again she has this very interesting cleavage line with a lot of her outfits like it's just very odd and we've talked about this with some of the other outfits on through the season i love the color i love the shoes with the little spikes the fringe the pearls but honestly this I saw this and I was like, oh, okay, this is cute. Like, I could see them crowning Cracker uh, when I saw this this look. I mean, it's a successful runway, but it ranks third in my final three runway for the final three. Like, the, the other two girls, I think, just had way more successful runways. Well, speaking of uh, the third of three runways, let's talk about Ms. Shea Coulee in this pink oversized fluffy gown, her beehive hairdo, and giant bow. It's just gorgeous. I mean, she's so beautiful. Um, like, all the reviews kept saying, oh, this is like she's going to the prom, to prom, prom. To me, it looks like kind of after prom, and she's kind of still has her hair up but this is almost like nighty negligee to me well i mean um, it, it was based off of a prom dress so i mean it's... no 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 i under i understand that but to me it's not saying prom yeah i mean i'm not a fashion person like i know eric you watch a lot of like project runway and you have a lot more uh there's more avenues for this kind of thing to um uh, inform your opinion and I know that when they were doing the voiceover and everything, and she was talking about Givenchy and all of these like 1960s fashion um, designs, I don't have any of those references. And while I think she looks absolutely stunning in a drag competition, it didn't blow me away necessarily. But she still looks absolutely stunning. So it's not a matter of me thinking that she. It, 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 I just think after seeing Juju B and being floored by how um, creative and ornate it was, not necessarily being blown away by crackers, but seeing how detailed and ornate it was, and then to see this. But then again, simplicity can be sometimes the 
the most amazing thing. There's also an efficiency in this. Like you don't have to pad. You don't have to do a lot for most of your body. You know what I mean? Like, can you even did? I'm sure you could, she has good shoes on, but like, could you even see her shoes? I don't, I don't think think so. So like from a certain perspective, like I, I love this. I think it's great. But if you're really trying to like see a little bit, I, I bet you there's. I bet you she's got like good shoes on. Oh, I'm oh sure yeah, she yeah, has, yeah. I'm sure she has fantastic. Yeah, shoes. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're okay. <laughs> um, but like you know, from just that whole, because I, I know that judges have made critiques in the past about covering up parts of it. I I, I feel like I, I'm not as encyclopedic with my RuPaul as you guys are, but uh, I just I feel like oh yeah, there they are. Uh, it looks kind of like a like a clear, like almost like plastic or glass or acrylic or whatever slipper. They they honestly look like the same shoes that she wear for clapback because they're clear, but then it looks like there's the white stripe in the front. Yeah, here that was in um, in the video, the shoes that she wore in the video. So it's quite possible because I mean they probably went from the performance, yeah. and had to change in, and it was probably easier to just keep those same shoes because. Aside from something like this where there's a little twirl. And these aren't bad shoes to go with yeah. it. Maybe not the ones I would have. If I was, if this was the only thing that I was wearing that day, like that was going to be it, I probably would have chosen different shoes. But but it works for, for what she needed it for. I think one thing is, and I'm sure the weight of the dress kind of pulled it down and shifted a little bit, but I would have liked it if it was up maybe like two inches, like closer to her armpits. A little more it would have given i don't know maybe a little more illusion of breasts because mm. it just feels like i mean it's not down far but it just it looks like it could just be up a little higher that's all it does seem a little higher when the in the runway walk versus the picture we were looking at mm-hmm. um but it was it was gorgeous she looked stunning stunning in that dress um, and talked about how um, her drag has been modeled off of strong black women uh, giving RuPaul her props. I, I absolutely understand that there are things that RuPaul has done and said that um, are not the most progressive are not always the best, but it's, and I'm not giving a pass to any of that. Be, um, but there's also a part where RuPaul has done so much for the LGBTQIA, the queer community, the drag community, uh, the black community, that you have to take, a, you give it a little bit grain of salt. And she has given these, these queens a platform to grow and to thrive. And seeing Shay pay that respect and i loved uh i loved her her little comment about uh i'll never know how to repay you but if you give me your uh routing number (laughs) i can start sending payments over uh like all of that she is an absolutely eloquent and powerful queen and i i i both her and juju b absolutely floored me with the runway and their um their talk about about all of that like it's like they're they were just fantastic overall so after they 
get to chat with the Eliminated Queens post-final runway. They change into their outfits for the final lip sync. You've got the lovely Jujube in this goldish yellow bodysuit with these glittery heels and the shoulder pads with fringe for the gods uh, down to her shins. All the fringe. All the fringe. fringe. And then you have Cracker looking like a what's the what's the viper woman in uh marvel is it viper <laughs> the the one that was in uh the the wolverine movie in logan the one that took his powers oh remember I, she yeah I, poison i think it was viper, viper? yeah one of those I think it was viper but remember that remember the color that green color yes. her outfits always were because she had to look reptilian um it looks like that character and madonna from <laughs> uh, the mid 90s had a baby and made that outfit yeah with the uh the cone titty bra and the cracker slash Madonna hair. And Shay pops on a blue hat, blue wavy hat, and a blue gown. Because as she said backstage, if she was gonna go out there and possibly be crowned, she wanted to wear something pretty to be crowned in. And they lip sync to Janelle Monet's Make Me Feel. And for those of you who know me, especially because at the day that we're recording this on July 28th, two years ago, I saw Janelle Monet live in concert for the first time. And it was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, thank you, Facebook, for reminding me And that two years later, <laughs> all of my concerts have been canceled. Uh, thank you, Rona. Um, but they get out there and they do the damn thing. Uh, what did y'all think of this final lip sync? I was sad that the uh, the butterflies died in Cracker's cone bras. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, the poor butterflies. No, I think. I mean, I don't know if some of the. I'm guessing it's dry ice that was in there. Uh, no, I think it was confetti or like a uh, glitter. Was it? it? It just kind of looked like smoke, kind of billowed yeah. out when she took the plugs out so underwhelming um, that's well, what the whole were, thing was they were cardboard so they couldn't have been anything that would have um compromised the integrity of the cardboard hmm. so i think it was i i think there was just confetti or not confetti but glitter, glitter. no i just think this whole performance oh, oh. oh. As she as she almost tumbles tumble salted yeah. into uh Juju. Every time they all get into like that configuration when they're all about to collide, it is so like, uh you just you just you just brace for impact. You know? You're like oh. And that is the shadiest edit. Because they kept that camera on her. They said, Oh, oh she did what? Oh, let's just keep focusing on her. <laughs> How's she gonna recover? How's she gonna recover? I mean, it's almost as bad as when Trinity tried to do a cartwheel at All Stars Four, that final lip sync, and, oh, and and almost fell. I mean, still not as bad as uh, Monique's cartwheel, oh. but, or round off, or yeah. where she flew into space. <laughs> I just th- where she was like, "No, no, I did it, so I didn't hit Vixen. That's mm-hmm. what it was." <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really was underwhelmed by this. As much as I like the song, and I think, oh god, there it is. She's gonna, she's gonna twirl her things. She's gonna take them off. What? Yeah, 
No, that's that's glitter. It's so like that's super fine glitter. So maybe in person um, you would see a little more shimmer than the camera would pick up, but well, this is the thing. And as somebody who has taken glitter out of their titties and um and and done something like this in a in a drag performance, you you can't just do that. You can't just like expect the convulsion of your chest to make something like that happen and work. Those pop um, like confetti guns because it, it it calls back to Aquaria and Aquaria's yeah. final lip sync where she had the that confetti gun and and did it twice during um bang bang but that has pressure and it it makes the confetti go everywhere this was her trying to um yeah utilize yeah, you can see the, the the shimmer as the lights hit it. Um, if you are not like throwing it and it makes a large plume, it doesn't come across all that well. And you're under a ton of bright lights. I guess she figured the bright lights would have made it sparkle more. Um, but I don't. I, I my oh, I loved Jujubee's performance of it. It gave me hints of her performance of Black Velvet. Yeah. Um, just with her a lot less drunk because she's sober now. Um, as opposed to that lip sync where she was completely shit-faced. Um, and I I enjoyed Shay's uh, robotic version of it. I was kind of mad that nobody did the little stutter step like Janelle does in the, the music video for like the, the, the part where it's like, like those parts like i wanted to see more like stutter step Mm -hmm. shay did a little bit of it kind of like in that like robotic kind of stutter um but unfortunately that gown she's wearing would not allow her to fully do that well that's why she had to do the robot through it all because she couldn't do much else (laughs) she was like i can't bend over in this so we're gonna make this but the music kind of works for that type of being able to like do that weird jerky motion it has that that beat to it um yeah i could have seen the lip sync honestly i would have given the lip sync to either jujubee or shay i i i it, it was a very close call i think they both performed it well um cracker was immensely out of her depth against these two yeah, I, on a lip sync stage oh yeah 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 i feel i feel bad that kind of cracker was kind of just Almost in the way a little bit. Well, especially this one part right here. Um, Juju B was in the way, you mean, of Cracker's tumble salts. She was like, cannonball, bitches! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I. It, it's. Uh, so, to me, it's like Juju and Shay were actually lip syncing to make me feel, and Cracker was out there lip syncing to express yourself. <laughs> Yeah, right. Did anyone and was else, dressed for it. Did anyone else notice or feel like uh Shay's wig looked similar to uh Sasha's wig? Yes. Okay, that was deliberate. Yeah, it's, it's it's the blue version of Sasha's red they, wig. No one pointed I mean they really didn't have a chance to say it, but like that's a deliberate choice, right? I mean that's a Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And it's been it's been called out on on social media okay, a okay. bit. I don't think I don't think a ton, but I, I I as soon as you were saying that, I remember seeing somebody 
post the side by side of the two yeah. the two wigs. I also don't love the way her dress, and this is just a little thing for Shay, like the little little uh, fiery bits or whatever that is, like they flap. Yeah, when she's moving around. It, it's a little too. Uh, yeah, like and and then they just kind of poke out. It just looks weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the 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 top chest line or neckline rather is. Weird. But I, I would have given this to Juju for sure. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I was there. Both Shay and Juju had parts that were spot on for the song. It, I would have been hard pressed if I had to just if I had a critique and like and put a first, second, third. Cracker would come in third in the lip sync, and the other two, I would have a really hard time deciding who who was the better of the two. They both did an amazing job. But after all is said and done, Rue crowns our newest Hall of Fame inductee as Miss Shay Coulee gives her the scepter. And Shay says that her name is Shay Coulee and she didn't come here to slay. She came here to win. And she did. What do I you- mean, I'm, I'm super happy for Shay, but it, it, it did make me... Because I was such a fan of Jujubee this entire season, it it just made me a little more. It made me wish a little more that there hadn't been a tie last season. Uh, because if there if there hadn't been a tie, then there would have been a possibility for there to be a tie this season. But there's no way she could have, RuPaul could have done that again. No, no, there absolutely no. But I I agree with you. I would have been through the roof if they had crowned uh, Jujubee as the winner of the season. But I am absolutely ecstatic that Chicago's own Shea Coulee is your newest inductee into the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Um, so that does it. That's it. That's the end of All-Stars 5. Woo-hoo! We made it through. Canada's been going on. Uh, we had Deborah Cox as a, as a guest host, and uh, I, I had a. That was I liked I liked seeing Deborah there. And again, I'm still it still floors me that it took me this long to know that um, that Deborah Cox is Canadian. Well, she hangs out in Florida so much, you just you know you wouldn't know. I mean, for real, she's she's on the Pride circuit. I I mean, everybody needs... she goes wherever the prides are. Listen, we all need to be checking on Deborah Cox and making sure she's okay through all of this. Her entire, <laughs> her entire income, yeah. <laughs> her income is done because of the pride not being around. Um, but but this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you all for listening and enjoying uh, this whole season of All Stars with us. The good, the bad. The India Farah drama, uh, <laughs> all of it. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of the other uh, podcasts that we put out as Flame On, head on over to flameonshow.com and uh, go and follow us on social media. You can scroll to the bottom and our social media icons are right there. Flame On is listener-funded entertainment, so if you would like to head on over to patreon.com forward slash flameonshow and you can uh, become a patron at any of the four levels that we have there for you so until next time dear listeners you're getting two episodes this week you gotta now that's what i call a gay life episode and this root cap uh in two weeks we'll be back with another microsode because there were five fridays in the month of july 
Um, uh, I am excited to get to our roundup because I've got so much to put on my plate for one-ups between... I've got current stuff for oh my goodness. Oh my, oh my god. I think I just had a small heart attack, Eric. Please stop. She's on a roll. You're like butter, baby. You're on a roll. Well, you will have to... I'm Savannah! <laughs> you will have to tune in, dear listeners, in just a couple of weeks when we do our roundup to hear Eric's current conversation topics. But until then, thank y'all one more time. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being a part of our recaps. And uh, with that, Bobbyuch. Ciao. Bye. She's a fracking queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.